To start this episode off, I'm going to share with you guys this dream that I had the other night. And honestly, this dream was really, really messed up. And it woke me up at like 3.30 in the morning. And I woke up in a sweat and I was panicking and I was super anxious. But I instantly learned the lesson that my subconscious was trying to teach me. So this actually very frequently happens where I get these really wild dreams and they just make no sense to me. So I normally just push them to the side and I don't really look into them at all because I just don't understand it. Um, But at this point in my life, I'm really trying to understand that there is a lesson to be learned in every situation. And regardless of the circumstances, there's always something to learn. So this dream wakes me up at 3.30 and it was wild. So in my dream, myself and my roommate are living in this house. And at this point in time, we're up in the attic and we're vampires. And there's two other vampires in this attic with us. And for some reason, these vampires wanted to kill us. So myself and my roommate came up with this plan that we were going to lock them up there and we were just going to leave the house and we were going to go hide from them. So we somehow locked them in this attic And we go downstairs and we're about to head out the door. And as soon as we're about to leave, my roommate goes, wait, D, we need to make food. We can't leave the house without food. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Like, what are we what are we thinking? We can't go on the road without food. Like there's only two people upstairs trying to kill us right now. But yeah, let's make food. That seems like the right decision. So this girl starts bringing out all of these naan breads and she's pulling out tomato sauce and she's pulling out pepperoni and she's pulling out cheese and she starts making pizzas for us so this is taking a little bit longer than i had expected so i had asked her to hurry up so we could get out of the house because i was feeling really really fearful that these two vampires were upstairs and they wanted to kill us and she goes no dear it's okay. It's okay. I just need to add a couple more pieces of pepperoni on it and then we can go. And so I was like, well, okay. Like, even though I wholeheartedly know this is not the right choice and that the right choice would be for me to walk out of this house right now, I'm going to stay anyways. I'm going to stay because you need me and your perspective. It's important to me. So all of a sudden the attic opens and these two vampires come downstairs And the looks on their faces were terrifying. They were ready to kill us. And at this point, I wake up from my dream, okay? And it was like I had this massive realization. It just hit me. And what I learned at 3.30 in the morning this night was that there have been countless times in my life where I have wholeheartedly knew that something was right for me and that I wanted something really, really bad and that it would be the right decision. But because somebody had a difference in opinion that I valued theirs more than mine. And see, this was really crazy to have this epiphany at 3.30 in the morning. My mind just starts racing and I'm scared to go back to sleep because of the dream that I just had. But I'm also really excited and my mind is nonstop going nonstop because I want to look into this dream more and I want to find out exactly what it means for me as a person. So if you were listening to my podcast last week it was all about attachment styles and what i had taught you guys was that in those first two years of life they're so so crucial because the way that we attach to our caregivers it becomes the way we attach to all our future relationships and it really defines who we are as people 
So I start going back into these attachment styles and I'm doing a little bit more research on them. And I'm really trying to figure out why, you know, it's very hard for me to trust myself and trust my instinct and value my opinions and why it's really hard for me to value my perspective. And I've always been the type of person to value somebody else's perspective and like run to them for reassurance because it's like I just don't trust myself enough that I need somebody else's opinion to validate me and tell me that what I'm doing is okay. And so I start getting into these attachment styles again and I start to learn that because I didn't get my needs met in those first two years because my mom was never around because I was in day home at like a month old you know when I had a dirty diaper it probably wasn't being changed when it needed to be Um, when I was crying in my crib I probably wasn't being picked up when I needed to when I was hungry I probably wasn't being fed when I needed to be and so I grew up with an anxious attachment style and what this means for me is that a part of it at least is that I try to attach to all these people that I meet and I look for reassurance from them and I look to them to validate me in my opinions because I'm looking for that comfort and I'm looking for that parent that I never had and what I'm doing is trying to look to get my needs met by all people that I meet because I never got them met when I was younger. And so in those first two years of life, if you had a parent who met your needs and they changed your diaper when it was dirty and they fed you when you were hungry and they picked you up when you were crying, then you grow up with a secure attachment and you don't get a lot of anxiety and you have a lot of confidence. And this was all the stuff that I was teaching in my last episode. And this stuff is really, really powerful. And this is why I tell you guys to go and do your research because I can see the correlation between my dream and my attachment style. And I can see where this all came from and what I need to start doing differently. And for my entire life, I can say that I was one of those people who um, just didn't trust myself. I didn't trust others and I had massive trust issues all around. And it all comes down to my, to my attachment style for sure, because I could never trust my mom and I could never trust that anybody was going to be there for me. So not only do I have these trust issues with other people now, but I have massive trust issues with myself, meaning that I can't trust myself. I can't trust my own opinions and I can't trust my own perspective because I just don't know if it's right or not. And so I'm always looking for Uh, looking at outside circumstances to reassure me that I'm okay and that I'm fine. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Like a lot of us um, have a lot of the same issues. And what's really crazy is when you read the stats on anxious people and avoidant people and secure people, they say that a good portion of the population has a secure attachment style. But from the research that I've been doing and the psychotherapists that I have been learning from, they said that that's not true. They know more anxious people than anything else. And it makes sense to me because a lot of people in this world are anxious and I can hands down say that, you know, this attachment style is a good thing for sure, but there are a lot of things about it as well that need to be changed. And this past year, I have really taken it upon myself to to dive into myself and figure out what it is in life that I want. And I have figured it out and I, I know I'm on the right track and my confidence has been boosted because of it and I have higher self-esteem and I'm pretty confident in who I am and what I want to do but there are still some times where I allow an outside circumstance to really define who I am right and like this dream just kind of put it into perspective for me like even though I knew that there was harm in this house and that I was going to get killed 
I decided to listen to an outside circumstance instead of listening to my own intuition. And that fucked me over in the end. And this is this goes for real life too. You know, when we are listening to other people's perspectives and opinions, of course it's important. It's super important. Like it's a very unattractive quality. When somebody can't see eye to eye and somebody can't see the other side or see the other perspective. Like I think you just need that that balance, that happy medium of listening to your own intuition, but also being able to understand other people's perspectives as well, right? And so not only does it go back to the first two years of our life where we create these attachment styles, but it goes all throughout our childhood as well. And so if we had people around us who were lifting us up and they were saying positive things to us, right? And your parents or your caregivers or your teachers or your friends are telling you that you're enough and you're doing amazing things and you're going to be successful, And that, you know, you look pretty and you're an amazing person and they're really just boosting your ego, then you're going to grow up with healthy beliefs. But if you had people around you who were judging you and criticizing you and telling you that you weren't good enough and they weren't praising you when you were doing good things, then you grow up with a lot of limiting beliefs. And for sure, I grew up with so many limiting beliefs. And I know that I talk about limiting beliefs very frequently in this podcast, But it is because it is so powerful. And a lot of us don't realize that we have so many limiting beliefs. And like even to this day, I'm finding out new things about myself every day that I was not acknowledging or that I was not aware of before. But like I always say, what happens when I find a limiting belief about myself or others or this world, I rewrite them. So I write down my negative belief And then I rewrite it into a positive, healthy belief and one that can help me. And what I do is I reread this healthy belief every day, every single day. And eventually it rewired my brain. And I'm not kidding, this shit, it works. So it's very, very helpful to sit down and write down as many negative beliefs about yourself and about others that you can possibly think of and start rewriting them and start rereading it to yourself every day because I'm, I'm not lying to you when I say it really works. It has been the number one reason as to why I've been able to change so many of my limiting beliefs around. And don't get me wrong, it's still a work in progress. I'm definitely still on my own journey. And sometimes it feels like a lot to take in because there will be a new unhealthy belief that like just comes to me and I'm like, oh wow, well this just brings up like a whole new situation now. Now I really have to go back and now I really have to find out where this is coming from and I have to rewrite this and I have to just figure this out because this isn't healthy for me. And it can feel very, very overwhelming at times, especially especially if your needs were not met when you were younger. Uh, you're definitely going to have a lot more negative beliefs than somebody who had their needs met so just know that you're not alone and it is possible for you to change these things around so the other day i get a message okay from this person who i talked to for a little bit and it never got too serious or anything like that we went on two dates and he was a really nice guy he was a therapist you know I felt like we had a lot in common we kind of were just on different paths in our life and so we stopped talking for it was like December I think we stopped talking and it was kind of mutual like there was no hard feelings or anything like that I knew that he wasn't into something serious um you know that's definitely the vibe that I got from him so I kind of just backed away 
And so when I had backed away, he obviously backed away as well. And I started to get limiting beliefs about like, well, maybe it was something I did. And maybe I'm just not good enough. And maybe this person can see that I'm not lovable and that I'm not worthy. And so I kind of was down on myself, I guess you could say in that aspect. Um, Even though I really didn't have a reason to be, it was mutual the way we cut things off. It was still my limiting beliefs that were telling me that these things were true about myself. So I'm sitting at work the other day and I get this message from him and he starts asking me, you know, how are you doing? I'm seeing everything you're doing with your podcast and on your social media. And it's really cool, like good for you. And I just want to say that, you know, I distance myself because I could tell that you were looking for something more serious. And at this point in my life, Um, In order to get into a healthy relationship, like I have a lot of work to do on myself, but you are a really great person and you have a lot to offer and I didn't want to hold you back. So that's why I backed away. And so I get this message, right? And like, first of all, I was like, okay, well, every guy that I have been meeting has been emotionally unavailable in that sense. And I know that it's because we go for people like our parents, we go for people who cannot give us what we want. And we do this unconsciously. We are not aware that we are doing this. And so it wasn't really a surprise to me to get this message, but it also made me feel really, really good. And I was like, well, thank you. Like that was super mature of you because I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, this entire time, I'm allowing my limiting beliefs to tell me that I'm not worthy and I'm not lovable and that I did something wrong and that it was me. But in reality, it wasn't. He actually seen that I was a good person and that he didn't want to hurt me. So he backed away because of it. He didn't want to hold me back. He knew that I had a lot of potential. And so he walked away and I was like, thank you. Thank you for saying that to me. Like, I really appreciate that. And like, I appreciate what you're doing. I respect it completely. And like, there's no hard feelings or anything like that. But when this had happened, it just kind of confirmed to me that the way that we think about ourselves sometimes is really unrealistic and like, it's really mean. Like we are our own worst critics, right? The things that I was saying to myself and have said to myself before, I would never say to a friend, I would never do that because I could not imagine the way that it would make them feel. And so the fact that we, um, as human beings allow ourselves to talk to ourselves in such a demeaning and rude way, it's, it's crazy to me. Like it's almost unimaginable that, we are hurting ourselves over and over and over. And the one person in the world that we are supposed to take care of, it is our job. We don't have any other job in the world other than to make sure that we are healthy and we take care of ourselves. And by allowing our limiting beliefs to hold us back and allowing ourselves to believe these limiting beliefs um, we're really not being our own friend. We're not being nice to ourselves. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos with psychotherapists who have been going deep into childhood trauma and stuff like that because I'm really trying to figure out where all this is coming from. And it literally all goes down to those first two years um, and our needs, if our needs were met or if they weren't met. And then from that point on, it goes into what people around us were saying to us. So that was a friend or a family member or a teacher. It all defines who we are today. But the thing about it is that we are able to rewire our brains and we are able to change these things around so that we 
we see things in a more positive way. And I'm going to tell you straight up, like, at one point in my life, I did not think any of that was possible. And I would look at somebody who had confidence and I looked at somebody who had no trust issues and they knew wholeheartedly in themselves what they wanted and they were secure with the people around them. And I was always just very envious that somebody could live a life like that. But I understand that it wasn't always like that, that actually a lot of these people had to do a lot of work and they had to change a lot of those unhealthy, negative beliefs around. And that's one of the only reasons why you see people who have a secure attachment style. Um, Of course, their needs were met when they were younger, but they also have dived really deep into that personal development. And it's not that hard to get into. Like, all you need to do is start picking up some books, start going onto YouTube, start searching up some therapists, look into a topic that really intrigues you, go back into the attachment styles and do all of that. And it will all start making sense to you. And it will really, really help you. And I promise you that because it's helped me in ways that I can't even explain. Like, I will look at myself in the mirror sometimes and I don't even acknowledge who I am because I'm like, holy shit, you have made it so, so far. And I can understand that people look up to me. And that's like something that I have always, always strived to do. I've always strived to be that person where somebody can look up to and say, you know what? She came from hell and she did something. She did something to change it all around for her. So how do I figure out what that something is? How do I get there? Because I want to do things differently. And so Diving into that personal development, number one thing you're going to want to do because it is so powerful. And I can see the difference with people who don't dive into personal development and the people that do because the ones who aren't into personal development have so many negative beliefs, so many. And it's not to say that I don't either. But when you're diving into personal development, you start to acknowledge what these unhealthy beliefs are. And if you're not reading and you're not watching videos and you're not listening to podcasts, you're not meditating, you're not working out, you're not doing any of that, then you're not aware of the things that you're doing wrong and you're not aware of what's going wrong in your life. So personal development, super, super, super powerful. And I'm going to leave this podcast episode here. I honestly, guys, tried to record this podcast episode like probably 20 times yesterday. And I like, it's not that they were bad, but I started to get these beliefs as I was recording that like I was saying the wrong thing and that this just didn't come out right and that people are going to judge me if I say this. So I kept deleting and deleting and deleting and like, I probably tried to record this episode for like three hours yesterday. I'm not even kidding you. So I decided to just put it away and I was like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to try again and I'm going to get it. And so this one came out a lot more authentic and it came out in the exact ways that I wanted it to. And there were even some parts in this episode where I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if that actually made sense. Maybe I should delete it. But this time I didn't. I just kept it because I acknowledged that that was just an unhealthy belief and that it wasn't true and that I was just trying to be my own worst critic. That's all I was doing. So I completely just ignored it. And I was like, I'm doing it anyways, regardless of what my mind is telling me. I'm recording it anyways. So I'm going to leave that here. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'll talk to you guys in the next couple of days.